0: Hey friends, welcome to episode 70 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. Thank you for joining me today. And I know today's episode is gonna really help a lot of people because we are talking about anxiety. Friends, we know anxiety is really running rampant and not only outside the church, but inside the church. And I have a guest today, who is not only a friend of mine, but she has an important message. And that is why she is on this podcast today, because God wants her to spread the message about how to have hope and healing during times of anxiety and mental storms. And she's lived it. Friends, she has lived it. Uh, Jodi Howe, I will introduce her as we begin the episode. She's just an amazing gal. Jodi, you will love her. She is so much fun. What she has to say will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Jodi Howe. Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend, Jodi Howe. She is the host of the Air That I Breathe podcast, She's a writer, a worship leader, and vocalist, and the author of Peace Through the Mental Storms, a 22-day devotional. Her faith-based podcast speaks to those dealing with anxiety and who are longing for a peaceful mind. That's so amazing. Her show offers ways to begin healing from anxiety through practical approaches in God's love, and Jody has dealt with this, and her life is a testimony to healing from it. And she is now sharing what God has done in her life with others so they can be blessed too. She resides in North Carolina with her cool and hubby, Ken, and two beautiful daughters. So thanks for being on the show today, Jody. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Doris. This is a blessing. I'm, I'm so excited about our conversation. It's really fun to have
0: you on. And I love that you have a podcast too, the Air That I Breathe podcast, and it's just to listen to your voice and what you have to say. It's just very comforting and peaceful and soothing and just sharing God's wisdom in some of the most difficult areas of life that people are dealing with, right? So I would love if you would share more about that and your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction
1: intersect. Well, I would love to. Thank you so much, Doris. Yeah, it was just probably the most pivotal moment of my life that anxiety was the um, stepping stone to learning who Christ was. I wasn't raised Christian. I uh, was part of the Catholic church, but I was more of a priester So I, you know, showed up and did all, all the right things, but, it, you know, but anxiety really didn't creep into my life until I was uh, graduating from college. It was at my graduation where I had my first panic attack. All of a sudden, my body started to shut down and I didn't know what was happening. And the first thought was I'm having a heart attack. It wasn't even able to give me the common sense to say I'm 21 years old. There's a very, very, very minimal chance I'm having a heart attack. But what was happening to my body was so intense, I couldn't get through the processional. So I ended up having to go to the medic room in the Carrier Dome because I was a Syracuse University student. Mm -hmm. And they did a full workup on me and found out that it was just nothing but anxiety. That was the first time it hit me. And to this day, I believe my mother thinks that I missed my graduation and slept through it, but I happened to be in the medic room, (laughs) and, and I remind her of that every single day, but now she hears it in my testimony, so I think now she believes me. With that said, it was just, you know, life events, traveling to California, I was, I moved out there with my now husband, and sort of being alone in a new environment, and, you know, changes in hormones and all that happens to encourage anxiety in your body. It started to really take effect again. And, and this was in the 90s. So I didn't really know what it was either than just the diagnosis I had gotten prior, which is anxiety. But it was taking control of my body again. And I went to a doctor. He gave me a little medicine. I didn't take it for a long time. It kind of subsided. And then we moved to New York. We lived in the state, the city of New York for a, a lot of years and had a blast there. No anxiety, no concerns on that front. But then we moved back to Syracuse, all good, had my two children. And then the anxiety hit me in my third decade, at the end of my third decade of life, so bad. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, and I couldn't function. And it was there that I realized that this isn't just a, we'll call it seasonal anxiety. It really, truly was. A part of my existence. And I really needed mm. to get on get on board to fixing how I could live with it. And I was resistant to a lot of things. I was, I was, again, I was not following Christ, but I was resistant to medicine and I wasn't leaning on my faith. I, I really wasn't leaning on anything. I a little bit of hope left, but God laid it on my mother's heart for me to go and speak to a very good friend of ours, a family friend that had been in our lives for, for pretty much all of my life. She worked with my mom when I was a young girl and we knew that she was a believer, a Christ follower. And for some reason, my mother said, you got to go over and talk to your, our friend, Denise. And it was the weirdest thing. Cause I'm like, why would I go and sit and talk to Denise? Like I see her at the local grocery store and people who know me know my favorite store is Wegmans, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, okay. God has called you to tell me to do this. So I'm going to do this as weird as it sounds. And I, and I went over to Denise's house and she was on the phone with her sister who lived in London, who was dying of cancer and many other ailments, but was a just a absolutely beautiful vessel of Christ. They were praying for me when I walked in and then I sat with Denise and we talked and she invited me to a Bible study. And I thought that's weird because I don't know what Bible study is. I don't know anything about the Bible, except maybe the Our Father, because that's what we learned in the Catholic religion. But God just kept nudging at me, Doris, nudging, nudging. He said, you need, you need to do this study. And so reluctantly, I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was probably a few months into that study that I was driving home from the mall one day. And I I love to tell this part of it. It's really neat because music has always been such an important part of my life, which you brought up prior to this, to my little, I'm giving you my mini testimony because I want us to have much more to talk about because I think I can, you know, in a nutshell, give you what, give the listeners what they need to hear. But on my way home, it was, we, you know, we had cell phones, so I don't want to age myself, but (laughs) it was one of those things where you didn't really have those, you know, like Spotify's and ways to have music. So I had a uh, an iTunes list of music that I had purchased. And I had about maybe, you know, 2,000 songs on it, mainly secular songs. But there was about two or three Christian songs on there that I had just found and, and liked the, the sound of them and, and whatnot. Well, I was just struggling in the mall and on my way home. I was just, I was feeling so much. And all of a sudden I put on my the my music and where you can put on random picks of the songs. Mm-hmm. It picked three Christian songs in a row. And I thought that was just God, right? (laughs) And it was that moment, it was that moment that I I released myself to Christ. I I became obedient and became a true believer and a follower. And I wish to this day I wrote that date down. I forgot to write it down, but I don't (laughs) have the date, but I can tell you it was roughly 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. maybe a little less than that and it was the most, most beautiful moment of my life and then it was baby steps you know I, I i i by having this this belief in christ and starting to conquer what was happening with me with anxiety i i took some medicine i started to see a therapist i started to to do the healing process and then it came upon me from god that i needed to really look at the way i was living my life was i living my life? Was I respecting the vessel that God gave me with ways that were honoring that vessel? Was I feeding it well? And that's mind, you know, that's, I'm going to go to this spirit, soul, and body. I know the the wellness secular version of that is mind, body, spirit. I switched it to spirit, soul, and body because I based that off of first Thessalonians 523, which speaks to the spirit first, the soul, and then the body. And maybe we can get into that in a little bit, mm-hmm. but It was really, I was noticing that I wasn't. I wasn't taking really good care of myself. And I started to look out there to see how I could take care of myself so I don't have the panic attacks and I don't have to live with the anxiety. I just know it is It is a cross to bear personally, but it doesn't take my life over. And it was just there that the tried and true tips that I talk about in there, in my podcast, and the practicality of. Am I eating right? Am I exercising? Am I watching good stuff? Am I living a positive life? Am I, you know, is is the, the people I'm I'm around and the the way I express myself, is it positive? Is it negative? And all of those things just started to come together. And that's kind of where the book started. So it started where I didn't want to necessarily have a book. There's tons of books out there on anxiety tons, probably hundreds and hundreds of books. What I needed at the time and I couldn't find is what I wrote, which was if you're going through that real pivotal moment in your life where anxiety is so tremendously intense, and I know about three people that went through the same experience where all of a sudden it took over their bodies, where they couldn't eat, they couldn't sleep, they couldn't function. So there's always that general anxiety that people experience, but there's these certain episodic moments or days or weeks where people experience a breakdown in anxiety. And and it's actually now that we are sort of lowering the stigma a little more, people that are in Christian ministry are coming forward and saying they've walked through these episodic uh, times where all of a sudden they just don't understand why the anxiety was so intense, where panic attacks were happening so often. And they just, again, couldn't sleep. They couldn't eat. They couldn't function. They were scared to death. All of that It was there that I thought, you know, I can read about anxiety. I understand it's a mental illness. A lot of it can be from PTSD. A lot of it can be from, you know, just general hormonal imbalances and and could be medical issues that cause anxiety. But I just wanted something simple that I could go to every day because when that anxiety is, is overpowering your body, it is overpowering to the point where you are scared to death to go to sleep at night and you're scared to death to wake up. And it's ironic because with anxiety versus depression, depression is out there a lot of time, or is understood to be afraid of living, whereas anxiety is of sort of afraid of dying, you know? And with that fear of dying is you're afraid to go to sleep, to wake up in the middle of the night to have a panic attack. And then you're questioning, questioning, is this a panic attack or is this a heart attack? And getting through the day, can I function? Can I socially be a part of anything without having a panic attack take over where I have to break away from it? So... I wanted to take the information that I've I've put together, put it in a form where every single day you just wake up and you just be able to say, okay, this is the one thing I'm going to work on today. And then the next day, or, and then the nighttime comes around. This is the one thing or the, a few things I'm going to apply so I can be confident in my sleep tonight. And then the next day happens. And then the next day, and that's kind of where all of that came from. It was just applying practicality and, and just not overwhelming us to get through those episodic times, because a lot of times too, Doris, with those episodic moments with anxiety, those tremendously like hard episode seasons where uh, people are, are, are mentally ill, they're starting a medication. The medication doesn't kick in overnight. A lot of uh, SSRIs or medications that men and women take for anxiety, depression, and all kinds of mental illnesses take weeks to months to kick into your body. So my 22 days was because when I started the medication, it took roughly three weeks to start to see that there was a hope in that medicine that it could help fix the hormonal stuff that's going on. So, and then I was working on the things that I could, you know, help fix, which was sleeping better or trying to sleep better, trying to eat better exercise, build up those endorphins. And it took roughly three weeks. And, Mm. and as a disclaimer, I did, and I did, and I do take medicine, but it is not the only thing that works for me. I, I will tell you that God ultimately is what brings that peace through the mental storms that I deal with, with anxiety and panic attacks. Medicine was just a, just a sort of a, a little foundational way to, to, to help all those things that are going on. I don't promote it. It is a personal choice. Everyone should talk to their doctors and they should be able to come to the best conclusion that's best for their health. It is not the only solution. It is the one that got me started to the healing process so I could start doing the other things that God had in plan, in his plan for me.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that and for giving permission for people to do things the way that they're led to do, the way that God leads them to do, that there's not a right or wrong kind of a thing. And I love going back to some of the things you were saying in the beginning. First of all, that God met you in your pain because had this not happened, now we're not saying that he wants to cause these things to happen, but had this not happened in your life, like you said, it would not have given you cause to search and seek for something to help and Mm -hmm. something beyond yourself and how you went to that friend, Like your mom said, go to this friend. It's like, okay. And you were obedient in that, you know, you could have said, mom, come on. All right. I, oh, I did. No,
1: no. <laughs> right, I thought well. she was crazy. I'm like, this is nuts. The only thing I could think of that would make sense is like, well, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna bring her lunch because, like, yeah, we well, just stare at each other for two hours. <laughs> this is so weird to me. So yeah, so but God was working, yeah, he was working
0: in that. And it's amazing too because it kind of reminds me of remember when Paul was blind, and then God was talking to Anne and I he was telling him what he was supposed to do and Paul was getting instruction. Were you supposed to, you know? So it's like, God was already speaking to Denise. You said her name was?
1: Yes. yes.
0: God was already speaking to Denise about this encounter and this divine appointment and how precious she was on the phone with her sister who's going through her own physical battles and things that they were praying for you. Yeah. And then you walk into this grace-filled opportunity to hear the truth and to- and even then though like it kind of planted the seed right and then god god met you where you were but also he used something that you love and connect with to reach you don't you love how he meets us where we are and he he uses whatever would speak most clearly and sweetly to our
1: heart unreal it was the most beautiful beautiful moment and again i i just I regret not writing that date down. I wish I did. I just know it was cold out because I was in upstate New York and I was wearing a heavy coat. So I can tell you, it must have been wintertime. So, <laughs> but even so, yes, he did. He he knew I was going to be responsive to mm. that because yeah. he, he's always spoken to me, and it continues to speak to me. And the songs, they you know, I want to say it was. It, I don't even think it was a Christian artist. I think it was. Uh, Leanne Womick's God, There Is a God. I think that was the first one. And then the second one, it was either just one or the other, first and second, was I Can Only Imagine. And I'll tell you the first time I heard that song, I Can Only Imagine, I honestly thought it was a wedding song because I didn't know who Christ was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm listening to him. Listen, I'm like, you know, I don't know. Is this a wedding song? And then I realized (laughs) it was a Christian song. And then Prior to my walk with Christ, I found out it was a song about seeing Jesus for the first time. And when you're not a Christian and who understands the end times and revelation or death, it's scary. And that song was a little scary to me, but I just love the piano to it. And now that I know absolutely everything that goes behind that song, I've even seen the movie. It's just incredible. It's one of my favorites so and you can look yeah.
0: back on that you know
1: how it to reach me yeah so it's beautiful. beautiful yes it's so and then, but he you know a- you were
0: driving so and I was uh, driving yes yeah.
1: was coming from the mom another favorite thing he knew how to catch my attention because I was shopping so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah he had your attention right there in the car and and I love too how he used the random option to be yes. not random the intentional songs that he played for you he
1: played you a playlist he Played you his really playlist, and you know so what? Awesome. I had J Lo on there. I'm sure I had Adele. probably had Whitney Houston, Celine Dion. Cause I'm a vocalist, so I had some great singers on there and all that. Mm-hmm. He chose those songs. He yeah. chose those songs. You know that is not. I think the third one might have been Amazing Grace, but regardless, it was beautiful. And and yes, to go to your prior point that you were saying about my my experience leading me to him, my goodness, the best thing that ever happened to me was that breakdown in anxiety. It was the best thing. And at the time it didn't feel it, but boy, have we walked through certain circumstances at the time, they don't feel good, but we know that God is working. He's working through it. So I wouldn't know who he was today if I didn't experience that. I truly believe that to this day. And I'm so grateful because I couldn't live without him now. Couldn't live without him.
0: That's so encouraging, especially to a listener out there who is walking through a storm is walking through a difficult season, which, you know, Jesus told us that we'd have trouble in this world yes. and to take heart that he has overcome the world and knowing that in those times of struggle and trial, that it's an opportunity for us to, to draw even nearer and draw close to our heavenly father and to just, you know, allow the Holy spirit to do a work in our lives. And, that's really precious, and Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus was like He meets us at the well. You know, we're all the women at woman at the well. You know,
1: we are, we are the, we are so imperfect. I say this to my friends, and we all we all agree to it. We're all a big hot mess, but Jesus loves us. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you don't. I don't know about you, Doris, but I can tell you, I have not found the the presence of prior to my walk with Christ. I didn't find. God in the easy, I found him in the hard of my life. So, you know, I knew who God was. He was nudging at my door. He was knocking at my door and nudging at my life for decades prior to that. When I was living in New York city, I was going through seasons where I was just lonely and just figuring out life. And I had these books, these series of books by Helen Steiner Rice. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She mm-hmm. was a poet, a Christian woman and a, yeah. and a poet. My mom had given me these books when I was probably a teenager. And I would read these books. And in these books, she would have a beautiful, you know, she would kind of like outlay the, the chapters of like faith, hope, uh, tribulation, whatnot. And in there it would be a scripture and it would be her beautiful poem, and then it would be a prayer. So I was reading these incrementally throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to God. I was, I knew there was a God. That is one thing I want to make very, very clear. I always knew there was a God. Mm-hmm. I went to church and knew that there was a there was an entity beyond what we have on this earth, that there is someone in charge of our existence, the beginning, the middle, and the end. But it was those books that he just kept I kept going to and reading. So we're we're knuckleheads. We have free will. We make choices. And a lot of them aren't good choices. And you know, for some reason it just it wasn't until the towards the, what, the beginning of let's say the second part of my life where he he finally came through. Mm. And I look at every moment that I have right now to say I'm not going to waste another one. And I know he has a purpose just like you Doris. I mean we're we're podcasters because we have messages that we know can offer healing. And if there's anything that I think this world needs more than ever right now is healing. Yes. And and okay. I can tell you they're not going to find it from the world. Because yeah. the world is not sustainable enough to heal the yeah. world. And I say the flesh, they need yeah. God, they need Christ. Because the things
0: that we search for and try to fill emptiness with is just gonna leave us more empty until we find him. And I love how you were talking about earlier that you know you always believed there was a God, you knew there was God, you believed in God. And the difference between knowing there is a God and knowing God is like so vastly different how he is not just some person up in the cloud or spirit in the cloud that isn't concerned with our daily life or Mm -hmm. what's happening in our lives. And so it's so personal that way. And it leads us to personal relationship with him, but also into community with the body of Christ which is so precious. So I love that you wrote this book and you are moving forward with it and looking forward, you know, opportunities to have this book published. But I love that you wrote it from a place of need because you couldn't find what you needed and so you wrote it. God inspired you to write this book and it will not come to naught, like he says in his (laughs) word, you know, his word does not be come back void to him, but it it accomplishes the purpose that he had for it. So this book is supposed to get out there in some way, shape or form. And he will definitely lead that way for you to make that happen. And so I love that. And how did you segue then into starting your podcast? Where did that come Mm -hmm. out
1: from? That's a great question. You know, the interesting part about that is i I will say about a year prior to the pandemic, I saw podcasts coming out. And I know they have been out for a few years, but I think the real sort of climax has happened in the last year, right? And I think it's even going more according to our podcast friends and and uh, you know, leaders that we have together as women and sisters in christ. it's It's amazing how we've stepped on this platform that is just growing. But it was about a year prior that, it was laid on my heart. I love that phrase, but I can tell you the fear and the overwhelming thought of how am I supposed to get a podcast out there? Mm-hmm. Now, when I say the year prior is because 2018, I went to the She Speaks conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, I'm a North Carolina girl now, and I live in uh, the Raleigh-Durham area, but. I went to the conference and I met a beautiful friend of ours, Miss Misty Phillip, Hmm. who I got to tell you, I just, she was just a spark then and she continues to be a spark in our lives now. And I know she'll listen to this and I just love to just honor her in a moment because she, she is the reason I went to the She Speaks conference. She's the reason. God said, you got to go. And all those things that come with conferences, you make great friends, you have great networking, you go to all those awesome uh, sessions and you learn stuff. And yes, I got great stuff out of that, Mm -hmm. but I got a friendship that I just, God, I just wanted to nurture because I just genuinely like her. You know what I'm saying? And she's she's a mover and a shaker. And when the pandemic hit and she spoke to Facebook and said, and, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm forgetting the most incredible part. I was one of her first guests on her podcast. My goodness, I can't believe I forgot that. At the She Speaks conference, they give you this Facebook site and they t- and on there, we could all talk and get excited about meeting. And she wrote on there one time, I would love to get some podcast guests. Would anybody be interested in doing it? And the Jody that is always like, yep, I'll do it. Anything to get out there and do something, right? Mm-hmm. And I did. And so after the conference was over, over the last day, I met in her hotel room, and she we we recorded this podcast. So I was one of her first guests. It was so exciting. So then a year later, that about a year and a half later, the pod, the uh, pandemic hits. She puts on Facebook, "I'm going to start this podcast group." And of course, in that in that time frame, she has been really rocking her podcasts, mm-hmm. and uh it's been just a you know by his grace. Let's let's give her a little plug here. By his grace, by Misty Phillip you know, she's working that podcast and says so she's going to start this group. And I thought, you know what, why not? Because I, Doris, unlike other people who could probably just say, I can do this on my own. I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to go and figure this out. I'll buy whatever equipment I need direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of those that needs someone to sort of lay the foundation. And then after that, I can take off. And so when she offered this class and this group, which we, we have now with Spark Media, It was just, it was that moment where I said, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take a leap of faith. I prayed about it. I took a leap of faith. And one of the best pieces of advice that I got in that, in those meetings that we would have in those Zoom calls was just get it out there. Mm -hmm. Let it be ugly. Let it be messy, but get it started. And I did, I had an old microphone, which was a Shore uh, vocalist microphone. I think I was playing around with GarageBand, which to this day, I still can't figure out. I don't use it anymore. (laughs) And I, you know, I had my computer and I pushed record and that was it. Now, keep in mind, my first season of my podcast is my book. It Mm. is what I have in my book. I put it into the podcast. And that was by the advice of Misty saying, you've got the content. What are you waiting for? You know, she's, she's a great cheerleader. She really is. So that's how I got it started. And from there on, it's just, you know, it's grown. It's, it's, it's taking its own course. I'm trusting in God through it all. I know that podcasting is a really great platform to be on. I enjoy it. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a long-term platform for me, but I'm allowing God to just speak into that. And I know you and I are both also speakers. So, you know, God has placed that on my heart as well to get into a speaking uh, career because I, I have so much to say and I want yeah. to be able to, to share that with women and men who need to know how to, you know, heal through the mental storms of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah what a fun story. I love that. And you're right. I mean, she is so easy to love. And it's so amazing, just like an inspiring to watch what her walk, as we're going through our walk and our fierce calling to watch how this has just come forth. And um, for me, it was kind of similar how I got connected with spark kind of right off because when I started my podcast, I really didn't know anything, so I was the Google girl. I was like, you know, looking at all the
1: YouTube videos. The one I wish that. I was. Yeah, yeah. You take it. You're one of those that it doesn't let the grass grow under their feet. See, I do because I'm afraid. So good for you. Well, I was I afraid. I'm like, I don't even want to go to Google. It'll overwhelm me. So thank <laughs> God this class came out. But you, you know, you inspire me, Doris, that you Aww. take it. Do you take initiative? Yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, I tried. I felt, you know, I found like, okay, what are, what is the best equipment for a podcaster that's just starting? So I got those things together and then it was just, probably, because I started it in like November of 2019. And it was just shortly after that, I saw, I think it was Blythe Daniel had shared about the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. And I was like, I have to go to that. Like there wasn't a question. I just felt like this is something you have to do. And I know it was that God was moving me toward it. And I was excited about it and, you know, got on the plane and went, and it was amazing. And I think that goes for anything in our lives. There might be someone listening who is thinking about starting a podcast, who feels like God's been nudging them in that direction. Maybe he's been using other people to speak that into your life, because that's how it kind of started with us. We had people encouraging us to do that. Um, I know my friend April wanted me to start a podcast like years before that. And I'm like, podcast, what would I do on a podcast? And she said, you know, just read your blog post or something. (laughs) You could do it. So anyway, it was just kind of a long time coming, but I have to say that the podcast mic sat in the box for quite some time before I opened the box, but it's God's timing. and, And I love that we have that connection and that really can go with any. Thing in our lives that is a calling. It's like God is looking for us to take that first step of, in, a, in his calling in obedience toward yeah. a direction that he's leading us on and knowing and trusting that we're not going to know everything right off and we're not going to know everything ever. <laughs> so, you know, just to trust that <laughs> he's going to help us, you know, and yeah. put people in our lives that can help equip us. So, so that's amazing. So, And I love that your podcast and how Misty inspired you to speak the book out loud and that people can go back and listen to it, you know, and hear what the content is and hear what it was that you needed. And that now God is allowing you to share
1: to help other people. That's yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting. I just want to, as a side note, I had my uh, hotel booked for the Spark conference in 2020, and my fear of flying took over that one. I was also registered for the She Speaks conference of 2020. And of course, the world shut down in March. Mm-hmm. So, It is a side note. I have an awesome episode on my podcast for fear of flying. It's called fear of flying. So you can hear a little of what I've experienced with that tremendous fear. And I, I sat down with a pilot and had the most incredible hour conversation. And to this day, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting my, my faith in God that when we meet together in June in Dallas, that we are able to, you know, I'm able to practice what I preach because, you know, I can tell you, I was almost going to be at that conference. And I just, it was easier to drive to Charlotte two hours than it was to get up on a plane. You know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it is, it is, it's a blessing and God certainly places things in your life. And, in, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I know the fear is there and the worry, but you just have to, the worst thing to in this world, I believe our lives is to miss the purpose that God has placed Yeah. in it. And we can easily do that. It's very, very easy to do. And I don't want to, you know, we and I may can. not do it all perfectly. I don't, there's no such thing as perfect, but. I want to at least heal. And you know, my goal, Doris was just to reach one person mm-hmm. and I've reached multitudes of people. And I honestly, I beyond when anyone sends me a private message saying this really spoke to me, this has helped me. I listen to this all the time. I'm like, then because you know, as a podcaster, we have those times where we just want to give up. We're yeah. done. We're tired. It's overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> and anybody listening? You know the enemy creeps in. It's like nobody's listening. Why waste your time? Why don't you just go do? You know, go binge Netflix. You know why? You know, you, you don't need to go out and help people. And and then someone will step up and say something. And I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. You've spoken. Yes. I'm listening. I'll keep totally, going. Totally,
0: totally can relate to that. I know the listener can relate to that too. And how the enemy does want to shut us down and does not want God's messages to get out there to people. And he will tell us that? Oh, why? It's a waste of time. Why are you even doing this? And the whole message of the world also that just becomes so prevalent is the thing about self. And we do need to take care of ourselves because you've already talked about that. Take care of our bodies, temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to be healthy to be able to do God's work for his kingdom. But the other thing is, is that some messages just focus too much on looking inward that we hear. And so to be able to discern the things that God is saying versus the things that sound good, but it's kind of twisting God's message. And so that we can keep looking outward and seeing, because really oftentimes we are blessed even more so when we serve others and that's what you're doing through your podcast. So, And I love how God sent Misty to North Carolina because he knew Jody wasn't quite ready to go flying yet. And so he (laughs) called her to go to that conference because I'm sure she felt called to do that. And then she met you there and you were called. So it's so fun how God does that. It's like, okay, but I'm going to, I'm going to do work on Jody's heart. And, you know, flying is something that a lot of people have a fear of. I know I used to, And so I could relate to that. And it wasn't until I think, uh, well, a friend of ours, a dear, sweet lady, she's recently gone to be with Jesus, but she uh, blessed us with this awesome trip for an anniversary. And, you know, at the time we needed to have a passport because we had to go to the Bahamas. And so I'm sitting on the plane and I'm thinking, I am so excited about this, not only just because of this trip and really more so because I know that God has his passport in my hand for a reason. And it's not only because I'm going to the Bahamas. I I felt clearly in my spirit that, you know, his call was going to have to take me places and I'm going to have to get on a plane to get there. And so that was so encouraging. And I know that's what you've been experiencing too. And that episode is amazing with the pilot. (laughs) So I loved it.
1: (laughs) Wasn't he so good? He just like, because I mean, I asked the crazy questions. Okay. Yeah I ask the crazy questions of a true fearful flyer mm-hmm. tell me about turbulence should, where should I sit on the plane? How, let's talk about plane crashes and we'll talk about the mechanics. Let's talk about fires and, and engines and just crazy questions because I want to know the answers to it. And you know, he shed some tremendous light, Doris. Mm. He truly did. But what I learned when that plane, because, you know, i go listen to the episode, anybody who has to get a chance to it. But when that plane landed landed back after my trip to Florida in, in Raleigh Durham Airport and I, I, and God said, you need to interview a pilot. It, it really truly was the moment where i realized that i was not allowing the holy spirit to intercede my mind taking over mm-hmm. and that's a lot of what i'm speaking to in a few other episodes with the spirit soul and body i wasn't allowing i was i was i was praying i was sit i sit in the corner i don't talk to anybody i put on my worship music i pray i have to take a little medicine to calm down but it it all those things that I do intentionally still don't make me excited, like Doris, when she's looking at her ticket and saying, I'm so excited to go to the Bahamas or wherever you're going.
0: Mm-hmm. I still
1: think of the devastation that can come. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. allowing the inner the Holy Spirit to intercede when my mind is working and to say, whoa, 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 Jody. Yeah. I'm sending you somewhere for a reason. And I need you to get there. And I don't want you to live in fear for the, you know, three hours of travel to get there. I want you to be excited and be positive. And I I wasn't doing that, even though I'm a believer and I preach the gospel. You see how that works? We're always a growth in progress, right? We We are are. in progress. Yeah, I, I still wasn't able to practice what I preached from a fear perspective. And that it taught me a lot. Yeah.
0: I love that too, because you never know who God is going to seat next to you on a plane. We hear so many stories from speakers about how God puts a certain person next to us on a plane, because there's a purpose and a plan. Like oftentimes speakers will say, I was just exhausted from the conference and I sat in my seat and I just wanted to put in my earbuds and just Quiet and listen to something and just like shut myself off from the world. And then they realize there's this person sitting next to them that uh needs to hear about Jesus. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I remember too, uh, we had gone to Acapulco. It was years ago because let's see, my daughter's in her 30s now and I was pregnant with her, which when we planned the trip, I wasn't, but then I was, and so we went anyway. So I'm sitting on the beach and I am watching my husband parasailing. And that is pretty dangerous, not knowing, like, who put this thing <laughs> together. And he's up there, up in the air. And but you know what I remember thinking? I remember thinking, I have to get back on a plane to get back home. So I remember thinking that it's so clear. I'm sitting on a beach watching my husband flying up in the air. And instead of saying, I hope he comes back down or be alone in Mexico, I'm <laughs> thinking, I have to go back to my house in Florida and how did I to get there. I have to get back on a plane. So yeah, I, I totally can relate to that. And he did, he was fine. It was fine. He was, he was terrified. He was fine. It was terrifying, <laughs> terrifying experience.
1: Okay. Yeah. That will never happen to me. Okay. I will <laughs> never go Paris. I do not have, it's funny because what we do is, is Christian women in, in faith. We, we really are, we take risks every day just to put our, our heart out there in a world that doesn't always want to hear about God. And yet I'm not a risk taker. I'll never do parasailing. I'll Mm -hmm. never go on a roller coaster. I'm not a risk. I will never jump out of an airplane. I am not a risk taker. And yet people who are able to do that would never be able to fathom putting together a podcast, sharing their heart about Christ. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting how people's level of fear and strengths are on this earth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like to stay grounded. Let's
0: be real. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real about this. Yeah. For all the things that we've already done in our lives and the listener too, anything we've done in our lives that we think was just, Oh, that thing I did that time or that job I had that time, or, you know, that person I met that time, all of those things were all part of our story and equipping us for everything going forward. And equipping us continually because, you know, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but he does. We can trust that he'll prepare us for that. And so I love that this has been such a great conversation today. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. And I would love if you would share too. how the listener can connect with you.
1: That would be wonderful. Yeah. You can always check out my website, which is www.jodihow.com That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E. Dot com. I would love to have you join me at my website. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is public. And my podcast, like yours, Doris is pretty much anywhere you can hear a podcast at this point. So Mm -hmm. you can always, you know, reach me through that as well. So thank you so much. This has been such a blessing. I just adore you. I'm so excited that we've become sisters in Christ together and that we can continue to do that because I do believe that we are in this together and we just have to keep enriching and lifting men and women up to share the good news because it's about the only good news there is out there. And I just want to be able to be an ambassador to that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I feel the same way. And I love that too, that we are entrusted with a precious treasure. The gospel. You did. Yeah? You did. yeah. So I think it it's so true. Yeah. And it's exciting to yes, see you on your journey too. <laughs> so thank you, friend, And I hope to have you on again sometime.
1: Of course. My pleasure. But my best to you, Doris. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Jody. Take care. And we will talk soon. Thank you for listening today. I hope what Jody shared really spoke to your heart today, especially if you have experienced anxiety or experience uh, panic attacks or have a loved one or friend who does. And if you could share this episode, I would greatly appreciate that, and Jody would love to connect with you and I will put all of the links in the show notes that she mentioned so you can find her uh, mainly on her website. And she has a beautiful website. Go check it out. It is so serene and peaceful. And she's got a, a photo of a, this beautiful sofa in this really pleasant pastel color. And I just love it. It just set up so pretty. So check it out. And as always, I would love to connect with you at DoraSwift.com. So when you're over there in the show notes, checking out the links. Uh, Also scroll down and check out some of the free resources that I have for you, which is uh, my ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. I have a handy dandy PDF for you called uh, Simple Tips for Sharing Your Faith so that you can have faith conversations with other people. And it is something to help you to be able to do that. And I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.